Peter. Incense from a joystick. His glance darted about the room, his eyes adjusting, and he saw under the low window an unmade bed. Whoever had spent the night here had departed in a hurry. A formica table and three white garden chairs. Uwe clacked open his case on the table and drew from their tight velvet lair two glass jars of the sort used for storing honey. He unscrewed the lids. Something moved across the floor and Cressa stamped on it. He advanced on the bed like a miner towards the rubble his explosion had detonated. His pace was too slow for his dog. The Alsatian lunged from his grasp and made a dash for the thin mattress. It leapt about, barking, then gave a confused yelp and poured at the sheets, leaving muddy marks, and Uwe knew that it was smelling one scent and then another, and that the scents were competing. "'Get that dog off!' Uwe said sharply, and once the Alsatian had been ordered to the floor, he knelt beside the bed. His gloved hands separated blanket from sheet and soon found what they were looking for. He walked to the table and rubbed his fingers until the hairs dropped into their respective jars. The girl's pubic hair was dark. Another stamp shook the hut. Cressa dragging the Alsatian from the bed had caught his boot on something. On the worn matting, a woman's cerise silk shirt. Uva moved swiftly to retrieve it. Old-fashioned and fragile, oriental dragons stitched into the fabric. He spread the shirt on the table and with a pair of tweezers laid a strip of yellow felt about four inches square on the armpit. He covered the felt with a sheet of foil and onto the foil he pressed one of the lead weights that he carried in his case. Meanwhile, Cressa had spotted, over the back of a chair, a blue woolen scarf. He thrust the animal's muzzle towards it and watched for a sign that the trails were not confused, that the Alsatian would detect a single scent. The Alsatian sat down, confirming the trace. Good boy. Cressa turned. He looked wild and unreasonable. His? Uva lifted the scarf, noting the British label, and nodded. Reckon they'll come back tonight, boss? There was a speck of dried blood on the undertip of his nose. Maybe you can still find them, Cressa, Uva said in an even voice. Maybe they haven't gone far. Cressa walked his dog to the broken door and looked out. The light reflected on his bulging eyes. They smiled tightly at the footprints that fled from the hut, beginning to fill with snow. There's a good boy. Go find. Snapping off the leash. The Alsatian bounded away. Uva checked his watch. 9.17 a.m. Because of the intense cold, it would take two hours for the felt to absorb the body scents. He went down the steps to deal with the gnome. Afterwards, he plugged in the heater and turned on a tap. No water, and he remembered that the Schreber Gardens didn't open for another week. He scraped back a chair and was on the point of sitting down when he saw, spine up, on the seat, an English book. The cover showed a flock of swans and, suspended between them, the figure of a boy. One glance and he knew the book was illegal. He picked it up and tucked it into his case. 
he was glad the couple had escaped. Yes, he had hoped to find them inside the hut, but now he was relieved. His eye fell on a smear on the matting, and, like a crushed thing that he wanted to rescue, a thought squirmed up. To what end am I doing this? He didn't ordinarily care to open the door to this sort of reflection. His was a science, a pursuit of silverfish in order to understand how it scuttled, not to trample on it. He hated to think of his work ending up in the hands of a mammoth like Cressa. At 11.17, he lifted off the lead weights, tweezered the felt strips into the jars, screwed shut the lids, and wrote down details on a label. Date, location, name. He licked the second label, and the raw taste of adhesive on his tongue reminded him of Mornavague's storeroom, floor-to-ceiling honey jars, in every one a body scent trapped at a specific moment.